Do you want to attract more of your dream clients? Today's podcast episode is brought to you by my free client attraction masterclass. If you're sick of posting on socials and feel like you're wasting your time and you're feeling overwhelmed and not sure where you should be focusing your energy, then I want to share with you my four step formula to attracting your dream clients. In this 60 minute masterclass, we're going to overcome the top three mistakes that are holding you back from the success that you deserve and help you stop hoping and dreaming and start taking massive action towards the goals that you're trying to achieve. So if you know your product or service can help your clients, but you don't know how to communicate it to with it to them effectively, then head across to my website at periscopecoaching.com.au slash masterclass. I'll put the link in the show notes and join me for the masterclass and let's take your business to the next level. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to episode 97. I don't even know how the hell I got here. (laughs) It is crazy. I'm starting to think about my 100th episode and what to do and I have been reaching out to some exciting people that I'm trying to get onto the podcast. So if there's anybody that you know that you would love to hear more of, then please let me know. Just connect with me on socials and let me know some key people that you'd like to hear on the podcast. So I am gearing up for the 100th episode and today's episode is all about perfectionism. After having a conversation with a client of mine this week about perfectionism and it was something around... um, She was trying to do all of the things at a really, really high level. And it was a fascinating conversation because it's fascinating what we, what expectations we put on ourselves and the pressures that we put on ourselves to be perfect. And yes, society is definitely telling us that, you know, we're not good enough. So then the opposite of that is that you have to be perfect to be good enough. And that is, you know, through all advertising, through all marketing, through anything that you see in in any situation, it's crazy. But we need to learn to manage our mind and decide for ourselves what we choose to be perfect. And it's interesting, like I don't necessarily like to word the use perfect, but today I'm obviously going to use it because perfectionism is one of those things that a lot of people struggle with. And it's something that is literally a procrastination tool. It keeps us stuck. It really steals our ability to grow. And so I wanted to dive into perfectionism and to talk a little bit about ways to overcome it, but also ways to identify where you're striving for perfection rather than progress. When we're stuck in perfectionism or we're trying to strive for perfection, there is usually a couple of warning signs that can help us create awareness around it. And sometimes that is enough to actually notice where we're keeping ourselves stuck. And some of those signs could be that we actually expect that perfectionism or we expect that high level of standard from everybody else as well around us. And so we can find ourselves getting really frustrated with other people's lack of attention or other people's you know, standards. We can often find that we take way too long to get things done and we end up, you know, revising, rereading, perfecting constantly. And, you know, that's one of the key signs that perfectionism is one of those things that is keeping you stuck from moving forward. 
When we're a perfectionist, we often notice that we use our mistakes as proof that we're inadequate and that can be enough to keep us stuck in that spiral. You might find it really hard to celebrate your success or you actually avoid doing things in general just in case you fail. We often, when we're a perfectionist, attach our self-worth to the achievement or the accomplishment or even the validation of others. So we're waiting for other people to validate us because waiting to hear that we've done it well or we've done it right, we've done it perfect. And this often keeps us dissatisfied. It keeps us in a place where we're really unhappy with where we're at, what we've achieved, what we've put time and effort into. And then often we can even get stuck in that comparison spiral as well, where we're comparing ourselves to other people and that we're not perfect because they are perfect. And that can keep us really, really stuck in perfectionism. So it perfectionism is a killer. Like it literally stops all forms of growth. And I mean like personal growth, business growth, ability to grow any aspect of your life. It's that refusing to stand for anything short of perfection. And that's still so much joy, so much happiness, so much availability to enjoy life. And it steals our self-confidence. It stops us from getting things done. And that is what creates the growth. It steals our passion because we're so focused on achieving that high level of perfectionism that it takes away the joy and takes away that passion and it really steals our self-acceptance. And that is huge. When it comes to our self-worth, we need to be able to accept who we are as individuals and not being perfect is fine. Honestly, like it's something that who the fuck is perfect anyway? Nobody is perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. And it really frustrates me when people try to focus on that perfectionism. And I know it's a challenge and it's probably that frustration has come out in my voice today, but it's where I am so passionate about getting people to overcome it because it is one of the things that stops us from really living our fullest life and really being able to step into our fullest potential because we're so scared of being not being perfect when it's actually a unicorn like it doesn't exist and it can come up it can bring up so many other things so I want to dive into this today because it's something that I feel like will help serve a lot of people and I want to be able to bring yourself back to you and celebrate you because you are perfect exactly the way that you are and if we're striving for perfection, we're getting nowhere and we need to be able to create a new way of training our brains to focus on what's important because perfectionism is not it. So they're some of the key things that you can notice where or create that awareness around whether you're striving for perfectionism rather than progress. And a lot of people will use the humble brag like I am a bit of a perfectionist. And that is usually a red flag for me because that means that they're wearing it as part, like a part of their identity. It's like a badge of honor for them. And if that's something that is keeping them stuck and keeping them holding them back, then really having that as a badge of honor is not honorable at all. It's literally a crutch. It's a block that is keeping us stuck. So just notice when you when you do use that as an excuse because that's exactly what it is. It's an excuse to go, well, I'm actually going to spend the next six months getting this perfect because I'm a perfectionist. Well, are you really willing to tolerate that amount of time wasted on getting something perfect when it's never going to be perfect? And I really want to delve into this because I'm trying not to be judgmental here. It's not about being judgy because this is one of the key things that perfectionists do is they are the biggest self judges. They judge themselves as their harshest critic and no one else around them is judging them as harshly as they do themselves. And that is awful. And I just want to be able to help you overcome that because that is not something that is going to serve you in the long run. 
So let's start right there, right? That fear of being judged. Perfectionism is comes down to the fear of being judged by others, not being perfect, not being good enough, not being right, right? And it's something that if we practice that judgment when we're noticing and often when we're doing that you know kind of keeping ourselves in that stuck of it has to be perfect then that judgment is often that harsher self-judgment but notice that when we also then place the judgment on others so we're expecting other people to have that high standard as well and that's keeping us stuck in that place of judgment and that fear of being judged and that self-judgment is so detrimental to our mental health and so detrimental to our well-being that it is something that we really need to work on and i really implore you to work on just recognizing the judgments. Notice the self inner, the self-talk, the inner critic. Notice those judgments and decide whether they are serving you because if they're not serving you then it's time to let them go. It is huge the big well, probably the biggest part of perfectionism is this work is really uncovering where you're judging yourself the harshest and where you can bring kindness to yourself, where you can have self-compassion and allow yourself to be okay not being perfect. And I know that's really hard, but it's something that is a practice and I know that you can get there because it's something that you, if you know that this is keeping you stuck because you're constantly judging yourself, then please know that nobody else around you and if you are surrounded by people who are harshly judging you and are verbalizing that judgment, and I, I say this lightly, then you need to take yourself out of that equation because being around people that judge you harshly is, and I, I mean verbally, because we need to, we need to disassociate from, is that judgment coming from us thinking that they're judging us, right? It's all in our minds. And we're like having that chatter in our minds going, oh, this, this is what they're going to say. This is what they're going to think. Like this is this constant judgment. That is your self judgment. It's not judgment from others. I use the word verbally because I want you to recognize, are they verbally saying it? Are they verbally saying that this is not good enough? Are they verbally saying that you need to go and try harder? Then if that is a situation, then you need to remove yourself from that situation. You need to remove yourself from those toxic environments because you're not going to be able to overcome the self-judgment if you're surrounding yourself with people that judge you. And you know, I don't necessarily mean cut people out of your life because sometimes if they're really close people in your lives, then yes, I get that you can't cut them out. But try to spend less time in that environment as much as possible and surround yourself or start investing in yourself in the ways that you can have surround yourself with people that do lift you up and prove to you that you are great. Because when you surround yourself with people who are supportive, that pull you up on the situations where you judge yourself or pull you up on that self-talk or pull you up on those times where you don't celebrate your success, then that can actually help to grow you and expand you and start letting go of some of these self-judgments. But it has to start with your self-compassion. Anytime you notice that judgment happening within your own mind, you need to take some time and reflect and allow yourself to know and take the, make the choice that this is not serving you. It's not getting you anywhere. It's like berating someone and expecting them to do better. It doesn't work. And even though I know it's been talked about in the past where you think, oh, when you're trying to to make a change, if you make it painful enough, you'll make a change. Or if you hate it enough, then it will be enough to change. It's not the case. You need to be kind to yourself and create this environment where someone feels safe to grow. And self-judgment is creating this 
unsafe environment. So being able to be kind to yourself, recognize those self-judgments and bring in self-compassion and allow yourself the space to be okay not being perfect and allow yourself the space to try new things and be okay with it not working out. So this is where we need to start to be start before you're ready and learn to finish before it's perfect. We need to accept that things are never going to be finished. They're never going to be perfect. When I first started my business, I spent six months putting my website together, six months. And I was trying to get it perfect, right? And I spent so many hours working out on how to create my own website because I was doing it on my own and I'm not a website developer. I was literally Googling and jumping on YouTube and watching videos on how to work out WordPress and, you know, like literally teaching myself along the way and trying to get it perfect. And I'm not a graphic designer either. So being able to map out my branding on my own was something that took a long time. But I did procrastinate for that six months. It took me six months to get it up to the point where I felt like it was kind of ready. And then when I actually went to almost, or it was almost finished, I um, called my website host and was like, I just want to know how to fix this and this. And he was like, oh, let's just make it live now and then we'll, we'll fix it later. And I was like freaking out. I'm like, what do you mean make it live? Everyone's going to see it and it's not finished and it's not perfect. And I had to have those realizations to go, well, and he didn't even think anything of it. He was like, yeah, it's live now. And I freaked out. I got off the phone and was freaking out. And then I realized like, hang on a minute. I haven't told anybody about the website. Nobody's going to see it. (laughs) But yet I recognized that I not only wasted six months of my life trying to get that website perfect, but in the last three years, do you know how many times I've changed my website? Like there is so many changes. I wouldn't even want to look at the changes that you can like the, your website actually tells you how many um, changes you've made. Like I wouldn't even want to look at that because it would be in the thousands because it's never finished. We're always evolving. All human beings do is evolve and change and move and grow. So there's no such thing as being perfect. Things come and go, things change that we are on this beautiful you know, seasons change and come and go. So we need to be able to be comfortable with the in that movable force that happens within life. And if I had known that I would ch- would have changed it, like almost changed the whole thing, probably three months later, and then again, six months later, and then again, six months later, I would not have spent that much time putting that much effort and time into getting it perfect that first six months. And now when I speak to somebody who's starting a new business and getting a website, I'm just like, throw up a one page website and get it done because you're procrastinating and wasting your time because it's not going to grow your business. Everyone thinks that you need to have a website to have a business. Yes, legitimately it looks good and it makes you seem legitimate, but you need to be able to send in clients to your website or else you don't have a business. You need to be able to getting get your website out there. It's like literally putting a business card on a desk in an office and hope that somebody finds it. That's what a website is without traffic being directed to it. So Spending your time and energy building this perfect website is not going to generate you sales. I know I'm getting off track, but I just wanted to point that out. So is it really perfect unless it's done? So the conversation I was having with a client this week, she was talking about how she was really flustered and overwhelmed and trying to do all of the things. And, you know, she was saying in the message, like she was like, I just know I need to get my priorities straight to focus on what I need to get done and just get it done. And, And I could feel in her energy that she was really 
really striving to get it all done perfectly. And so I, we were voice noting, this is why I'm saying messages. And I voice noted her back and I said to her, I think you need to focus on what is important. And I don't mean prioritize. I mean, decide on what are the key things that are the most important to you and work on those and then decide which ones aren't as as important and just aim to get them, you know, 50 to 60 percent and be okay with them not being perfect because you are a human being and you can't have everything perfect. It's not possible. So being able to decide ahead of time what you're okay with not being perfect, because sometimes it's about being getting it done because we need to get the feedback. We need to be able to put it out there once it's done and it's put out there to the world. And then you start to get feedback on it to know if it works, to know if it's right, to know if it's actually working. You don't know if it's perfect. So strive to get it finished and to get it done, put it out there to the world and then learn to accept feedback. And I guarantee you that feedback will not be as harsh as what your inner critic is telling you. And it won't be as harsh as probably the way that you've judged yourself. So being able to be kinder to yourself throughout that, that experience, but know that you can take on feedback on a product or service that you're putting out there and not allow it to affect your self-worth and don't connect it to your self-worth or self-acceptance. Because when we do that, we need to learn that feedback is a form of growth. It's going to actually help us strive to be better, but we need to be able to disconnect it from us as a human being. So when we accept feedback, we need to acknowledge that it's not feedback on who we are as a human being. It is feedback feedback on the product or service. Okay. I really want you to hear that when you take, and this is what we do, right? As creatives, as heart-centered entrepreneurs is that we, our business is our lives and it's who we are. And we connect it so much to our being that when we receive feedback, then we often take that personally. And I want you to be able to disconnect that because it's not, if you disconnect your business as its own entity and you separate yourself from your business and look at your business, like, okay, what does she need? What is she requiring? What feedback does she need to grow? Because we cannot grow without the feedback. So learning to accept the feedback as, you know, like even, Say you put an ad out and it's not working. That doesn't mean that nobody wants what you're offering. It just means that the copy isn't correct or the image isn't working. It's not attracting the right people or that maybe the demographics in the in the back end of the ad isn't working. Like it's a marketing problem. It's actually got nothing to do with your service offering. So being able to look at things as a separate to yourself and learn to take feedback as a way to grow and expand and get better and strive for that progress rather than perfection is going to help you immensely to continue to grow and expand and create the success that you want, right? Otherwise, you're keeping yourself stuck in that spiral of constantly looking at trying to get things perfect. And then I want you to focus on celebrating your mistakes. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but sometimes when we're so stuck in in perfectionism, we actually forget to look at those mistakes to, as lessons and look at them as ways to grow and we don't necessarily celebrate that that's the steps to success. We need to fail to be able to expand and grow. And when we learn to celebrate our mistakes and kind of laugh at them and be like, oh my God, like I remember one of the first videos that I put out on socials, I look back at it like, I think it was like six months ago and I looked back at it and it was one of my first ones where I got like a negative comment on it. And <laughs> I took it personally back then 
and it replayed in my mind a few times and then I was like nah it's not serving me put it out of my mind either learn either delete the video if you don't like it but at the time I thought it was good and now I look back at it and go oh my god that was horrendous but I laugh at it because it's funny and the only way that I was able to grow is if I had put it out there right like I put the time and effort into it I thought I got it to the point where I liked it and I put it out to the world I got feedback to know that it wasn't great so I knew how to grow but I would not have got to where I am now without continuously making mistakes you've got to make the mistakes and celebrate them because they're the ones that are going to get you to where you want to go and you need the feedback to be able to expand so learning to accept feedback. It's a huge, huge component of growing a business or learning to accept that. And I, I want to put a kind of a caveat on this, learning to accept feedback as separate to yourself, but know that you don't have to take that feedback on board. You get to choose. So choose whether it is something that's going to support you and serve you to grow, or is it just negative feedback that you kind of just need to discount and just get rid of? Because at the time when I looked at that video, the feedback wasn't, it wasn't lovely. (laughs) It was awful. The comment was awful, but I look at it now and laugh but I'd learned not to take that on personally. And I think that kind of comes from my sales career that I was constantly being knocked back because I was constantly putting myself out there. And the only way to do that, it was a numbers game, right? So I needed to constantly put myself out there and get those knockbacks to get the yeses. Like I had to speak to a hundred people to get 10 yeses. Whereas I learned to have that resilience. And so at the time, even though I took it personally, I kind of got over it pretty quickly, but then continued to move forward. So notice where if you're receiving feedback and taking a long time to get back on the horse, that's mainly because you've taken it on personally. So learn to look at it from a separate entity to yourself and learn that feedback is what you can use to grow. But if it's really negative, awful feedback, then just don't take it on board. Don't read it. Let Get rid of it. If you need to write it on a piece of paper and cut it up and burn it, like whatever you need to do to be able to release it and let it go and know that it's not serving you, then then do that. The next thing is learning to actually put a deadline or a time frame on around the tasks that you're wanting to achieve. So if you're trying to finish things, something maybe it's a website, maybe it's an opt-in, maybe it's something new that you're launching, anything like that, learn to put a deadline on it and allow yourself the space to go, okay, I'm going to give myself three weeks, a month, like whatever it is that you want to set that time frame on, put a deadline on it. And as soon as that deadline hits, you hit launch. Because if you're constantly procrastinating and you're constantly putting it off and trying to get it perfect, I guarantee you that pretty much at that deadline, if you have spent the time and energy putting it together, then I guarantee you it's going to be good enough to put out and know that you need to put it out to find out whether it is good enough. And so then you get the feedback, you can shift and change it and you can expand it. You can change it if you like, and then put it out again, but know that you're not going to get anywhere until you do put it out. You need to accept that sometimes it's not going to be perfect and accept that it's better done than not, right? Otherwise it's constantly being revised and really and looked at it and reread and reperfected and it's constantly just sitting there and nobody else is seeing it then it's not going to be perfect for anybody. It's not going to be good enough for anybody if they don't get to see it. So if you're trying to make an impact and make a difference in somebody else's lives, every moment that you hold off on putting things out is holding back on being able to help anybody. So being able to challenge yourself, put those deadlines in place. And as soon as that deadline hits, you put it out. I like to use, and I kind of use it as a form of 
self-declaration or public declaration, wherever there's something that I want to do, I'll put it out there or sell it. And then I know I have to deliver. And so I find that that stopped my, my perfectionism. Otherwise you give yourself six months to create one thing, right? Honestly, it stops us from achieving so much when we focus on trying to get things perfect. The next thing is really considering where you're comparing yourself because often that self-judgment is coming from a place of comparing yourself to other people. And when we do that and perfectionism is so clearly connected to comparison that when you go down into that comparison spiral, it's really important that you consider what the purpose of that is and is it supporting you? Is it serving you? Because if it's not, then it's deciding to decide to not compare yourself to other people and learn to compare yourself to yourself or compare yourself to yesterday. So getting better than yesterday, what can you focus on that can help you support yourself moving forward and challenge yourself for more realistic expectations of yourself and strive for progress rather than perfection. So how can you progress today? What action can you take today that's going to get you closer to your goal tomorrow? Accept that mistakes and failure are often part of the process. And yes, that's going to happen, but we don't I think one of the biggest things is we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people that are so much further along in their journey that we expect it to happen overnight. And when we look at the behind the scenes that we don't often get to see on Instagram, that it's they've been working at this for six months or three years or seven years, and we're seeing the final result and comparing ourselves to that. We're not actually putting in the work and where it's actually really just a harsh way of comparing yourself with no real, Like we need to be able to compare apples to apples, okay? Not apples to bananas or apples to unicorns. When you're comparing apples to apples and if you are putting in the exact same work and you're putting out the exact same output as the other person, then you may need to be able to compare to work out what didn't work. And that is serving you. But where it's not serving you is when you're comparing yourself to a unicorn that you don't know the behind the scenes. You don't, all you can see is what they've put out now and the results they're getting now. And look, be honest, sometimes the results they're bragging about on social media are not real results. So just be mindful of your truth. Bring yourself back to you, challenge yourself and you know, look at what you've done in the last week. How can you better yourself from that result? Don't look at the results of other people. Look at your results and look at how you can explain your own results. Look at the action that you've taken, which have achieved the results that you've gotten, and then look at how you can better those. When we're constantly looking at other people, it's actually not serving you at all for one, but it's hard to be able to compare because you're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing yourself to unknown information because you can't see behind the scenes. You can't see all the hours that they're putting in or all the money they're putting in behind it or the support they're getting for certain people that are pushing them to get to the next stage or you're not seeing that they've got connections in certain areas. Like there's so many things that you're not seeing that you're trying to compare yourself and just making yourself feel like shit and it's not serving you. It keeps you stuck. And when if you want to reach your greatest potential, then focus on you, flaws and all. Perfectionism is getting in the way of you living your best life. And it's up to you to challenge yourself to do better and strive for progress, not perfectionism. And then one of the things I was saying to my client this week was work out which, which ones you want to be at 100% and which ones you're totally okay with being at 60 to 80%. 
because we're human beings and we cannot if we if we're focusing on trying to get all of the things at 100% then you end up doing them at 20% because you can't stretch yourself so thin that you're not actually putting anything out there because when you're trying to do all the things at 100% then you end up taking 6 to 12 months trying to get them at 100% and then nothing's out there and then nothing's going to be at 100%. So decide which ones you want at 100% and which ones you're kind of okay with being at 60 to 80% and just put them out there. Again, it's better to be done than perfect. And I guess that's kind of looking at lowering your standards, but I kind of don't like to use that language because I don't believe in lowering your standards, but just notice where perfectionism is keeping you stuck because you can still have high standards, but you're not nitpicking and you're not going to that next level of having it like 170% perfect or you're not putting it out there because there's one little tweak that you still need to do. Like get it out there and still do the tweak next week. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be stopped or kept out from the public eye just because there's one little tweak that needs to happen. Like I literally put out my new client attraction masterclass and then I've been tweaking the website again. (laughs) And you know, I like there's, there's, I've created the framework and I've created the, the masterclass, but I know that in the next three weeks before the masterclass, I'm actually going to be tweaking it and improving it and practicing it and getting it right because I really want to deliver a high standard to my clients. So think about it in a way that you can still strive for that progress and stop focusing on the, that perfectionism and learn to try new things. That way, this is where feedback comes into play, right? If we don't get the feedback, if we're constantly keeping ourselves stuck and not putting things out there and not getting the the feedback from people or from clients or from the public, then what we're actually doing is not trying new things. So we're constantly focused on what we can do. And this is one of the things that perfectionism does is it isolates you. It keeps you stuck in your own cycle. It keeps you stuck in your own little circle of non-perfectionism and then we don't grow because we're not expanding ourselves. But what you need to do is actually expand with other people's input. So being able to try those new things, get the feedback from outside sources and allow yourself that and accept that things will never be finished or perfect and just keep going and moving and let it be fluid rather than stop, start, stop, start, stop, start and learn to enjoy yourself along the journey. If we're constantly striving for that perfectionism, often we're literally removing joy from our lives and allowing ourselves to celebrate our mistakes when allowing ourselves to even celebrate our wins. And often perfectionists will look at their wins as still not good enough. They'll look back and go, well, this wasn't perfect and this wasn't up to my expectation. And often that is so awful because they keep themselves stuck when they could be celebrating something that was so incredible. And I see this happen. I saw this happen with a friend of mine recently where she put on an incredible event and still beat herself up in the after the days to come after because it wasn't exactly the way that she'd pictured it. But in the eyes of the people that attended, it was incredible. And so learning to take feedback on board, even the great feedback, right? Like one of the things that I said to her was like, every part of that went smoothly. The client's feedback was incredible. These are the key things that these clients had said that had attended the event and still she did not take them on board. And, learn, and that is where perfectionism is keeping you stuck. And that's where perfectionism is detrimental to your mental health. 
Because if you're not even able to take on board these beautiful things and learn to receive love, learn to receive incredible positive feedback, then what are we doing? What's the point? Why are you even striving if you're not even allowing yourselves to celebrate your wins? Learn to allow joy and that's when we can learn that things are okay when they're not perfect. Things are still going to be great when they're not perfect. Things are still going to be incredible and you get to bask in that enjoyment of the event or in the offering or in the service or whatever it is that you're putting out to the world. You still get to enjoy it. But when you're choosing not to, because that's exactly what it is, you're choosing to go, well, it's not perfect, so I don't get to enjoy it. That is your choice. So where are you choosing perfectionism over fun? Where are you choosing perfectionism over joy? Where are you choosing perfectionism over actually achieving a great outcome? This is huge. Honestly, like, and this this sometimes can come back from past experiences where we were ridiculed for things not being perfect or where uh, maybe our parents constantly made us strive to be perfect or they were really strict and only accepted a really high standard or it could have been ridiculed for not perfect outcomes or perfect grades like I remember my you know like (laughs) it's, it's really interesting because I've had clients before where they've had their parents say when they were really young like um they would bring home a test that they had a really high mark on and say it was like 95% out of 100% um, success rate on the test and their parents had turned around and gone, where's the other 5%? And that can be really detrimental when, when coming, it's coming from a place of good, right? Because the parent wanted the best for the child and want them to strive and want them to be excellent at what they do and, and in, invest in themselves to do better. But if that's repeated behavior, then that can often come down to beating up their self-esteem. And we get to choose, like, we don't get to blame our parents. That's not the opportunity here, okay? I want you to point, point that out, that if you're like, yes, my parents did that to me, we're not passing blame. They did the best they could with what they had, and they were doing it out of an intention for the best outcome for you. As an adult now, you get to choose to heal those past wounds and you get to choose what you would like to use to motivate you and to fuel you to move forward. And if you've noticed through the constant throat, if you've noticed through the chatter today on the podcast that perfectionism is something that's getting in the way of you living your best life, then you get to choose where you want to make changes and passing blame and judgment on other people doesn't serve you. It keeps us playing below the line. It keeps us stuck and keeps us really focusing on the problem. But the solution is to notice the perfectionism, create the awareness around it and decide what you would like to choose instead. When we get to choose joy and we get to choose having fun and we get to choose enjoying the journey, enjoying the mistakes along the way to know that that's going to drive us to be better and to drive us for better progress. And we get to then choose what is great and be grateful for what we get to experience. So recognize where perfectionism is playing that little devil, uh, (laughs) devil character on your shoulder. Learn to enjoy yourself along the the process. Recognize what is the difference between striving for progress and striving for perfectionism. Identify where you prefer to have 
80% and get it done and get it out there, get things finished and accept that there are mistakes and failures along the way. And you still get to enjoy that. You don't have to look at mistakes and failures as a bad thing. It's actually the steps across that is going to get you to success. And notice that you get to enjoy the journey and I want you to enjoy the journey. So I hope this podcast has helped you really identify where perfectionism is keeping you stuck. And now it's up to you to train your brain to think differently so you can build the mental muscle you need to achieve your greatest potential. And that is just taking these steps. Recognize it. Change it. Recognize where your standards are keeping you stuck. Learn to have self-compassion and bring kindness to yourself because you are your harshest critic. And we get to learn to celebrate your mistakes and celebrate uh, where we've you know, taken a detour or kept ourselves stuck. Learn to put things out there quicker than what you expect in regards to the perfectionism. Like if you are setting yourself that timeline of, oh, we'll take six months to get it. What could you do in four? Like start to look at like where you're trying to keep yourself safe by putting things off and putting things off and putting things off and start to start before you're ready and finish before it's perfect. Learning to accept feedback and criticism and know that you get to still have passion. You get to still grow and have confidence and have joy and stop comparing yourself to other people because you know it doesn't serve you and learn that you are perfect exactly exactly as you are and you're human so you're allowed to make mistakes so go out be imperfect go out and make messy mistakes go out and just be great and incredible as you are and know that you get to enjoy the ride and know that mistakes are just part of the journey i hope you've enjoyed today's episode Share with me on social media what you've taken away from today's podcast. And I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level. Next level.